Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson, and joining us today is Bob Moriarty, the founder of 321 Gold and 321 Energy, and also the author of the new book entitled Nobody Knows Anything. Bob, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's good to be here, Maurice. You know, Bob, you're one of the most respected names in the natural resource space, and I know that you pull no punches, so I want to hear, and I know that listeners want to hear as well, your views on current political events uh, germane to the United States, and then let's broaden that, if we can, to geopolitical events that are capturing your attention, and then sum that up, if we can, with what can an individual investor do to uh, circumvent some of these circumstances here that are before us that you see coming. So if you would, please, um, let's discuss the United States, and specifically, not Clinton and Trump right now, but the Obama administration. Uh, as they're departing here, are there any concerns that you have right now? Well, when uh, Obamacare came out, I, I was very negative on Obamacare. It seemed like an utter disaster to me. And, and the amazing thing is, I'm going to admit that I was absolutely dead wrong. Um, Obamacare is far worse than I ever imagined. It's an utter disaster for everybody. The theory was that you could add a bunch of uninsured people who are in bad health and it somehow would be better for everyone. The costs are going through the roof. The, the uh, states are paying a lot more money than they anticipated. The health care companies are dropping Obamacare totally. And uh, like Loretta Lynch and the FBI Director Comey, uh, Obama has written his obituary, and it's going to say Obamacare is an abomination. Let's now focus on the future, and the future being either Trump or Clinton. Uh, talk to us your views on where you see the nation is heading, in which direction, and then the consequences of that decision. Well, very interesting. Uh, you believe that there's a choice between Clinton and and uh, the fool from New York, Donald Trump. And actually, there's three choices. I believe that the next two months are going to be among the most interesting two months in American history. First of all, this election is the biggest disaster I, I've ever imagined. The choice that Americans appear to be faced are a fool or a crook. Um, I was reading a piece today that said that when Hillary Clinton didn't turn over those 14,900 emails uh, that were work-related, uh, every one of those is a potential felony. Now, I, I don't know how you get away with that. I, I said that FBI Director Comey had, had written his epitaph, and his epitaph is going to say, I let Hillary Clinton go free, and uh, the inspector, not the inspector general, attorney general of the United States, Loretta Lynch, her epitaph is going to be, I spent 30 minutes talking to Bill Clinton on my airplane, just as Hillary Clinton should have been indicted, and we talked about grandchildren. With this, this election, you could not write a book, you could not create a TV series and take it to somebody and, and get, expect them to pay for it. This is insane. Every time Donald Trump 
opens its mouth, he sticks his foot in it. He just returned from Mexico, and he's saying that, yes, he not only wants to build a wall, he's going to be able to make the Mexicans pay for it. And if you believe that's true, go to your next-door neighbor, tell your next-door neighbor that you're going to build a fence, and your next-door neighbor is going to nod and say, it's your ground, do whatever you want to. But then tell your neighbor, I'm going to make you pay for it. Now, what we forget is that the rules of law and the rules of finance and the rules of logic apply exactly the same to individuals, to villages, to states, to governments. Uh, it's, it's exactly the same. If you couldn't tell your neighbor to pay for your fence, then how is Donald Trump going to get Mexico to pay for that fence? And the answer is he simply isn't going to. Uh, he, Donald Trump needs somebody to tell him to put a sock in it. If he would just shut its mouth, he would be elected president. Uh, Americans despise Hillary Clinton, and the only way that she could get elected would be if she stole the election. And it sounds as if you're you're recommending to Donald Trump that uh, silence can never be misquoted. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I'm going to have to steal that line, Maurice. I really like that. But I said that there were three options. Yes. Donald Trump, there was Hillary Clinton. And what everybody's forgotten is there could be so much chaos that uh, Obama could say, I'm going to declare a national emergency and we just don't need an election. Now, one of the things that we should have talked about, we tried doing this yesterday, we should have talked about the chaos in the world today. There are riots in Zimbabwe. There are riots in Gabon. There are riots in Yemen. There are riots in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. um, Chicago had more people killed in September than in any month in 20 years. We have chaos in the world today, and it's only going to get worse. And it all goes back to economics. Uh, the world is bankrupt. The central banks uh, have taken a financial system, pumped it full of air, and said that everything's okay. And everybody in the world knows that's not true, and they're getting upset. You know, and speak, sticking with that theme, uh, because if you study monetary history, you're absolutely correct. It's, uh, history does repeat itself past its, its prologue. With that being said, uh, before we leave the United States, talk about your concerns with debt, specifically bonds, and how that plays into what we're discussing right now. Well, most investors do not realize the bond market is four times as big as the stock market. Uh, the bond market is very important. It's how corporations raise money to fund their day-to-day -day operations and to build new factories. Uh, that said, we have $13 trillion around the world paying negative interest rates. And implied, when you say uh, history doesn't repeat, the strange thing is the other side of that equation is everything that happens has happened before and strange enough in 5,000 years we have never had a single period in history 
where we had negative interest rates. That is the biggest time bomb in the world. We've had market crashes before, but we've got nothing that's going to measure. When the bond market blows up, and it's going to blow up when people start to realize, hey, wait a minute, it doesn't make sense for me to loan money to somebody and get back less in return. Uh, investing is all about risk. And when you loan money to a deadbeat like Greece, uh, you're being very foolish. And when you loan money to a government, you loan them 100 bucks, and they give you 99 bucks back in a year. That's insane, and it simply cannot continue, and it won't continue. Anyone buying U.S. government bonds today is guaranteed a loss, and if you're guaranteed a loss in an investment, you shouldn't invest. Absolutely correct, and you highlight that also uh, in your book, Nobody Knows Anything, and we'll talk about that later as well. Uh, Bob, thanks for sharing that. If we can, let's switch gears. You You and I had a discussion yesterday and uh, two topics that we kind of focused on um, were, uh, in, from a geopolitical standpoint, was Syria and Ukraine. Uh, talk to listeners about your concerns there. Well, my concern is World War III, and I'm very sincere about that. Um, we've talked about nobody knows anything, but I also wrote another book last November about my uh, two years being in combat. I was in Vietnam for two years. I was in the Marine Corps for six years, Uh, so I'm certainly familiar with war. Uh, Syria is the dumbest war I've ever seen where you've got Israel involved, you've got the United States involved, you've got Turkey involved, you've got Qatar involved, uh, you've got Iran involved, you've got Russia involved, certainly you've got Syria involved. And you need to understand the basics. There was an election a couple of years ago, and Bashar al-Assad won the election. It was a fair election. He won it with 80% of the vote. The very idea that the United States, Israel, and Turkey should pay for different groups to go in and oppose Assad is criminal. Now, after World War II, the Nazis were subject to war crimes trials, and the war crimes trials from Nuremberg concluded uh, the biggest crime was aggressive warfare. And that's exactly what we're doing in Syria. And the real key is, and you need to think about this, if you walk into a bar and start a fight, there should be some reason for it. There should be something to gain. You know, how are you better off? I go in fight start a fight in a bar, how am I going to be better off? And unfortunately, people who haven't been in a war think of a war like a basketball basketball game or a football game or a soccer match where whoever scores the most points wins. Nobody wins any war. The only issue is how much people do lose. And there have been hundreds of thousands of people killed in the Syrian war. There have been millions of refugees created. And we're creating an absolute monster that we're going to pay for many years down the road. And and it's gotten so silly. Uh, Two weeks ago, the U.S. announced that two of the terrorist groups that they support were fighting each other. And I thought about it, and I thought, well, that's one way to win a battle. You just support both sides. 
But yesterday, I read there were three different groups of terrorists that the United States is supporting, and they're fighting each other. Now, that's just plum crazy. Don't fight any battle that you cannot possibly win. Now, going back to Ukraine for just a minute, and that's another hot spot, in 2014, the United States, after spending $5 billion to destabilize the country, went in and overthrew the democratically elected government. It doesn't make any difference what you think about the guys that are in power now or the guys who are in power then. That's illegal. It's totally illegal. It's against all international law. And the question again has to be, how are we better off? And the answer is, we're not any better off. And the Ukrainians are far worse off. And we keep pretending that Russia is the bad guy in Crimea and the Ukraine, when in fact it's the United States that instigated everything. Now the issue that's supremely important is what happens if the U.S. shoots down a Russian airplane in Syria? What happens if the Ukrainians uh, invade eastern Ukraine? And that could easily lead to World War III. The Russians are doing a lot of things right now. The Russians are prepared militarily for a war. And I can absolutely assure you the United States is not. We are fooling around with a hand grenade with the pin pulled. And regardless of whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea, we're going to lose. It's going to cost us money, and it's going to cost us the blood of our children. Which is truly depressing to hear if you, you think about that, that prospect uh, coming to fruition. Um, not to digress, but I want to stick with Ukraine just briefly here. Uh, was it, and correct me if I'm wrong, a couple of years ago when they seeked uh, a bailout, if I'm not mistaken, and just again, please do correct me if I'm wrong, did they not uh, try to procure gold? Well, here's what's really funny, okay? And that's a really good question. Uh, when, when the terrorist government, and that's what they are, so that's what I'm going to call it, when the terrorists the United States sponsored, and Victoria Newland issued her famous words, fuck the EU, that was recorded by the Russians, the, the, the new group of thugs goes in, and, and guess what? All the gold disappeared. Nobody knows where it is. Hmm. Interesting. Because I want to tie that into um, something I think that resonates with both you and I, and that is what can the individual investor do? Okay, one of the options is go next door, burn your neighbor's house down, and steal its gold. Now, that's an option, but it's certainly not what I consider a good option. That's the option the United States keeps taking. I think it's very foolish, and I think there's been a lot of blowback as a result. But, but you know, all humor aside... We're at a very dangerous point in world history. The world is functionally bankrupt. The banking system is going to collapse someday. Uh, currencies are going to collapse someday. And there, there are very few safe investments. When you can no longer buy a bond that pays 4 or 5 or 6%, all pensions are going to fail. Uh, CalPERS is the California uh, 
group that controls the employee pensions for all the California state employees. It's the largest union, or uh, I don't know what you call it, it's the largest fund, retirement fund in the United States. They were planning on a return of 7.5%, and they got a return of 0.7%. Uh, that means that at some point, the pensions in California are not going to be paid, or the taxes in California are going to go far higher. So this is absolutely a time for individuals to be very conservative, to, to not take risks, to own some physical gold, some physical silver, and uh, be very conservative. You know, that being said, I noticed that when we were discussing the banking, um, the current banking situation and the debt, it is, uh, I've noticed it's a when, not an if proposition. And you make a very good and compelling point in reference to that. And uh, I subscribe to the same theory that investors should have something that is analog and that is not debt. It is payment in full, which is gold and silver. I'd like to slightly ask you a, a question related to that as well. What are your thoughts on platinum and palladium? Well, that's, that's a good question, too. We did talk about that yesterday, and I should have brought that up. Uh, to the extent that gold and silver are monetary metals, and they're also precious metals, they have value because they're rare. And the same thing is true of platinum, the same thing is true of palladium. It actually costs more money to get platinum out of the ground than, than it does to get gold out of the ground. So for the last hundred years, platinum has always had a premium to gold. Uh, right now, today, as we speak, platinum is about $250 cheaper than gold, and, and it would be a good time to own platinum. Uh, in the book, I talk about the platinum-gold uh, ratio and the silver-gold uh, trade, and silver is uh, very cheap now compared to gold. Platinum is very cheap now compared to gold. Palladium is very cheap now compared to gold. Oil is very cheap now compared to gold. And rather than make investments based on what you read, the technical analysis or fundamentals, uh, I, I advocate in the book that you do some things that make common sense. There's a relationship between silver and gold, and, and you can get a chart, you can look at it and say, okay, in the last hundred years, when the ratio goes above 80 to 1, you should buy silver and sell gold. And when the ratio goes up to 45 to 1, you should buy gold and sell silver. If, as an investor, you hold 10 or 20 crude ramps at home, uh, you are absolutely in a position to do the same thing. You go down to your local coin store and you trade the crude ramps for silver bars. Uh, that sounds foolish, but it's an investment that you can make without thinking about. You don't have to listen to gurus. You don't have to listen to experts. You don't have to figure out what the manipulator is going to do or how much silver is going to be produced in Mexico because these ratios have been true for hundreds of years. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the, your, your book is entitled Nobody Knows Anything. And I've read it three times already. And I would share with anyone, uh, irrespective of your investment background, put this book on your radar at a minimum and mandatory maximum is is you should have it uh to me i i, I compare it with the richest uh, man in babylon and because of the axioms that you share the wisdom you share it's practical it's simple 
and it is very conclusive and uh, you know anyone can apply it. it going back to just platinum if I may briefly you were discussing the cost of production you know with gold you can almost find it anywhere in the world but with uh, platinum it's, it's germane more to South Africa and they're producing it right now roughly around $1,700 an ounce and it's the current spot price as you mentioned is around $1,100 an ounce uh, and, and then we also have to look at the fact that it's an industrial metal and we also have to look at the fact that it's about 30 times more rare than gold so you make a great point here that here's a good time to procure metals Absolutely. But of the metals, probably the white metals, not probably, I should say, right now the white metals are on, on fire sale. So thank you for bringing that out. Uh, now, if I may ask you this as well, someone who's interested in purchasing your book, nobody knows anything. Uh, tell us about the uh, where they can purchase the book. Well, you can go to Amazon and you've got two choices. You can either download the Kindle version, which you can read either on a Macintosh or a Kindle or a, a PC. Um, or you can order the paperback copy. I, I would tend to suggest to people they order the paper copy. Uh, the, the book's an accident. Uh, I, I want to emphasize that. I, I was bored. I needed something to do. I sat down and I spent 11 days writing the book. And all I did is write about things that I wish somebody told me when I was 20. And in the very first chapter of the book, I referenced the best book on finance that I've ever read, which is Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness Crowds. And it's an absolute classic. It was written around 1860. And all the book does is prove how stupid people are. So both books are available on on Amazon, I think the paper copy is six forty nine, and the the uh, electronic copy I think is two ninety nine or three ninety nine. But it's it's the cheapest good financial advice you'll ever get. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I have them both here in my hands, and again, I, I completely endorse. Nobody knows anything, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question here, Bob. That I, and I know this our interview is unscripted here, but. I want to see if I can get you to commit to something here. The next time that you get bored, will you promise us that you will write another book? Well, unfortunately, I mean, everything that I knew, I, I, I put in that book. I, I don't know <laughs> what else I can write about. Bob Moriarty of 321 Gold and 321 Energy, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Okay, well, we are absolutely going to have an interesting two months, and we'll have to pick this up after November. But it's been a real pleasure, and it's been fun to do. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.